0: hi this is Yancey here acc 2011 and we are delighted on the heart.org to be discussing trials and pis and we're benefited greatly by having the pis of some of the major late breaking clinical trials coming into our studio to have a chance to share with you what it is is so important about their work i'm truly pleased because i have with me matthew reynolds who's from the beth israel deaconess medical center in boston who really was one of the operatives, one of the big investigators in the PARTNERS study, specifically PARTNERS Cohort B. And Matt, if I can call you Matt. Sure. Led the cost effectiveness analysis. So let's set this up. PARTNERS is a big, big story here at the ACC meeting because it demonstrated that for patients who were at higher risk for surgery and underwent TAVI or TAVR versus surgical aortic valve replacement, there was non-inferiority true non-inferiority there's some caveats that can be discussed in another setting but the short version is that there was similar benefit and a real benefit and so we have a viable option for those with critical aortic stenosis certainly it's better than no therapy we knew that from cohort A but now we know that compared to surgery we have choices not one being better than the other but we have choices but in a very brilliant way Matt has come forward with an early cost-effective analysis, which really gives us a greater comfort level about what seemingly is a very intricate, complicated approach, but it might, in fact, meet the bar. So, Matt, welcome. We're delighted to have you here. Thanks. And talk us through the mindset, first of all, of even trying to do a cost-effective analysis with a surgery, with a procedure that's still in its iterative stages of development.
1: Yeah, sure. Well... Some people could argue it's maybe too soon, but you know we had a rare opportunity here with uh, with a randomized trial, and what we presented today was was based on cohort B. So that's the cohort comparing transcatheter AVR uh, to medical therapy, basically the standard care in inoperable patients. And that trial is not getting done again. <laughs> that's um, right. So uh, so this was a, a rare opportunity uh, with all of the. the the benefits of randomization and all of the infrastructure that a clinical trial brings to bear uh, to take a very careful uh, look at cost effectiveness in in this particular population.
0: And one of the things that may have driven your analysis is that in those who received a good benefit from TAVI, their prolongation of life was real.
1: It was real. So, you know, we knew already from what was published last fall, that there was a 20% difference in, in absolute mortality at a year. Yeah, um, not relative, absolute. Absolute. So it was 70, 70% survival versus 50 at a year. Um, now, to understand cost effectiveness in this context, you have to you have to go farther than that, because the investment is primarily upfront, mm-hmm. and what we're after is the return on that, right. on that investment. Um, and that return becomes, in our analysis, life years, So we have to take those survival curves and basically carry them out until they meet. Um, And that's a little bit of a hypothetical exercise, although we had a lot of observed data to work with. And here, that benefit was very substantial. Even in an elderly and chronically ill population, you know, our projections are that they're gaining very close to two years of life. It's pretty remarkable
0: because yeah. this is a group with a big burden of comorbidities. And even if the aortic valve procedure is clean and all the hemodynamics are corrected, the kidney disease is still there, the lung disease is yeah. still there, the underlying malignancies are still there. So that's the two years is, is a real benefit. And if that's close to reality, that's a great service for those patients.
1: Yeah, I think it is. And, uh, y- you know, again, that's not a normal. That they're not... W- the trial didn't give that population a normal life expectancy for people their age because they're sicker than most right. people their age. Um, but but the, the patients who didn't get an effective intervention for aortic stenosis did very very badly, um, and their projected life expectancy we know their median mm-hmm. so their median life expectancy is 12 months. Right. Um, right. Their average life expe- expectancy is only a little bit more than that. It's about you know 1.2 years. Right.
0: So it's interesting because in a second I want to talk about the actual numbers, but particularly in this patient population with the disease that is so burdensome vis-a-vis symptoms, um, cost-effectiveness is a good thing for us to discuss, but what about the quality of life? The fact that people are rejuvenated and are part of their families again, that's an intangible, but it has to mean something. So in the context of going over the numbers, give me your view,
1: give us your view on the improvement in the quality of life. Yeah, well, uh, my colleague, Dave Cohen, who had a big hand in this analysis, presented the uh, the cohort B quality of life data at the AHA, and uh, we'll be publishing that soon, hopefully. Uh, there were very large, very substantial gains in quality of life during that 12-month observation period, um, superior improvement for the transcatheter AVR group than the control group. That was factored into our cost-effectiveness analysis. Um, a funny thing happens, and it's I don't want to go on a tangent about it, but um, when you when you change your metric from life years to quality adjusted life years, that gets incorporated, but it also gets incorporated the, the the gap between real quality of life and perfect quality of life. Um, and so the truth is, when you switch from life years to qualities, the cost effectiveness ratio actually goes up slightly, mm-hmm. um, but not very much. And if that quality of life benefit hadn't been present, then the cost effectiveness ratio would have been actually quite a quite a lot larger. So if, if we're
0: trying to really drill this down for the people that are paying attention, because this is the hot topic, what we're really saying is, uh, particularly compared to medical therapy, I'm not sure what that is for critical AS, but compared to the natural history of the disease, we know that percutaneous aortic valve replacement extends life, improves the
1: quality of life, and can be done cost-effectively. Is that a fair statement? I think that's a fair statement. Yeah, Certainly within the context of the U.S. healthcare system, and it was a U.S. trial, so it's hard for us to comment on how this looks outside the America. But, uh, but
0: even within America, I think the number we talked about was about $50,000 per quality adjusted life year, which puts it right at a threshold, if such exists, for what's acceptable within our country.
1: It's right in the range of, of a lot of things that we do today. Uh, in cardiovascular medicine, invasive procedures. Um, So implantable defibrillators, catheter ablation for AFib, these sorts of things. uh, uh, Recent analyses put them in a similar range.
0: You know, there was a statement I saw on a screen earlier today, this morning, um, that jumped off the page, and it was um, percutaneous or trans arterial aortic valve replacement is already the standard of care compared to the natural history. It's a pretty powerful statement for data that have only been circulating for a few months,
1: but con- considering our conversation,
0: it's hard to uh, disagree
1: with that statement. I, uh, I don't know how you could, to be honest with you. I mean, it would take a a, a heartless person, uh, I think, to, to say that, that these patients should continue to get no effective treatment for okay. this condition when we know that an effective treatment is, is available now.
0: And just to be totally fair to the treatment, we know that the stroke rate is real, mm-hmm. and uh, we need to see that lower. We know that the vascular complications are real, and the hope is that with product iterations, we'll see smaller devices and less difficulty with the access site. So there are still some things to come, but there are also some products on the shelf. So an exciting field. We'll have to keep up with it. Your work has probably just begun because we'll have to continue to do the cost-effective analyses. Any other thoughts you want to share with the audience, Matt?
1: Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I'm, I'm uh, glad to have this opportunity. Uh, I do think it's important. I think as a, as a community, we have to be willing to look at these questions uh, and look at them fairly uh, and uh, and I'm, I'm very pleased that the ACC gave us the opportunity to, to have a little bit of the spotlight.
0: As am I. This is Clyde Yancey at the 2011 American College of Cardiology meeting, Trials and PIs on TheHeart.org. We just heard some fascinating information from Matt Reynolds related to the partner study, and we're just delighted to have a chance to hear this information and wish you well in all the work you're doing. Thanks very much. Pleasure. Okay. Pleasure.